Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Char. How you doing, babe? I'm doing really well today. Why are you doing well today? Well, because, well, I do well most days. Yes, you do. But today is a great day. We're over at the beach again and going to do a couple podcasts here, and we're excited about that just to get us through the Christmas season. It's it's almost Christmas, yep. and I'm excited that all my kids are going to be here in town and all of our grandchildren, which we have nine, mm-hmm. and then we have two foster twin baby boys. Which we get to meet. For the first time. Coming They're up here. about six weeks old. In a few and days. And we're really excited to meet them. They live in Florida and with our a son and daughter-in-law and three children, grandchildren little, little there. Little twin boys. They must be what, five, six no, weeks? No, I think they're six or seven weeks seven old Seven weeks now. old? That's awesome. And they're gaining weight and they're doing well. Yeah. Twin, twin little, sweet little boys. Our life is pretty full. It is very full. And I we mean, are over at the beach right now to do nothing but relax and work and mm-hmm. get as many episodes of Marriage Matters laid down as we can. I must say, though, the weather is so beautiful. Do you love, I I have to love California. I know. And and the weather's awesome in California. I hate to say it. And No, uh, we love to say it. Well, I love to say it. We've had so many people leave the state for many reasons. Which is great. But boy, sometimes I look at this weather and go, we are so blessed to have this. Yeah, we'll watch a newscast weather. and it's yeah. it's uh, three feet of snow yeah. and in other place. And here we are. We're laying out here. We're going to go to the beach. Go to the beach later on and just drinking God's beautiful, oh, His beautiful nature. I just love it. Amen. So I hope we can get some podcasting done while we're here because it's so pretty. I we might need just to. Wanna... We need to get ahead of it. What happens oh, yeah. is we get behind and. We start being driven by a deadline, and because we really do want to stay consistent and mm-hmm. bring one a week at the minimum here. So, yes. Yeah, so. Anyway, let me pray. Yeah, yeah, Father, just bless our time. May your word be mighty, Lord, and may it ignite marriages uh, everywhere, and uh, may it advance your kingdom in mm-hmm. our lives, Lord. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 All right. This uh, today we are in the fifth part of a ten-parter called uh, Kickstarters to a Powerful or to a Healthy Marriage, and. Uh, We've really been having a blast so far. We've, and by the way, this is taken right out of a text in Ephesians chapter five, beginning at verse 14 on down through verse 21. And uh, so far we've talked about uh, wake up, uh, wise up. Uh, Number three, understand what the will of the Lord is. I'm sorry. Number three was redeeming the time. Mm -hmm. And then number four, understanding the will of the Lord. Each of those, we're looking at each of those kind of, commands. They're little kickstarters there to a great marriage, but we're looking at it. It's really written to all of life, right. but we're looking at it in regard yeah. to the topic here, which is marriage. Yeah. And uh, regarding our marriages, time gang to wake up, mm-hmm. wise up, mm-hmm. redeem the time, and understand what the will of the Lord is. We've had a lot of fun when, going over that. And we have to do that every day. Every day. Absolutely. Just like our walk with the Lord. It, it correlates with our walk with the Lord. Yeah. It's like the important things about life are our walk with the Lord, our marriages, yep. our family, yep. and then the ministry and that the God's gospel. called us yep. to do. Absolutely. So here we go. The um, the problem is, I think with all of us, if we could be honest, is just if it's not daily, man, if we're not visiting these things in our heart every day, we are so prone to drift from them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The, the pressures of this world and all of the uh, 
uh, in the spirit of the age that we're in that draws our affections away and into so many other things, man, it is easy to drift off mark, man. Well, and and I think the reason is, is because life gets heavy and you just want to take a break for a bit and not to be heavy, but life is heavy. Yep. And, and the assault is great. We, you know, we've talked over and over great. again about the battle right. for marriages and marriage and family. You know, there, this battle rages over these three great institutions that God created for man's good, mm-hmm. government and family and the church. And each of those were created by God to advance humanity, to care for humanity. Government is there to, um, to punish wickedness and to protect uh, its citizens. So uh, few governments really do. That. I, well, that's what I mean. Each of these institutions are under constant that's assault true. to be perverted. That's because true. once they're perverted, man suffers. Right. Where a government bails out and fails mm-hmm. to do what it was created to do, then men are oppressed. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, where family breaks apart and no longer and drifts from God's original design, right. then men suffer. Children right. suffer. Mm-hmm. Women suffer. Um, families suffer, right? Same. Well, it, and we suffer with personally, the even though this is what it kills me. There's so much suffering out there. Why do we, we inflict more in our homes? It's because of fallen nature. Right. It's great. We the, gravitate the, towards darkness of, the, outside of the redemption that's in Christ, man, and the working yeah. of the Holy Spirit in our life. We gravitate towards that brokenness yeah. and darkness. Yeah. You hate to think that we do, but we do. We do. We do. Okay, so uh, let's get to this. Um, we are now looking at the fifth Kickstarter, which uh, says simply in verse 18, here we go. You ready for this? And we're yeah. about ready. To, <laughs> let me, okay, let me back up. Before I read this, a word of warning. We, we know that some people are going to be shocked by this a little bit and maybe even angered at this episode because we're going to get on something that 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 is... We, we gloss, the church tends to not talk about a lot, and we're going to talk about it pretty straight up in this episode, and that is the issue of alcohol and the influence of alcohol in culture and particularly in marriages mm-hmm. uh, that participate more heavily than they should with alcohol. So mm-hmm. here's, here's the straight scripture out of Ephesians 5, 18. The next Kickstarter says, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, uh, but instead, there's a contrast here, but be filled with the Spirit. So there's a negative, don't be drunk, mm-hmm. and there's a positive. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Let's talk about this issue of alcohol in the church. If, if we, We're just going to be very, very candid. The reason this is so personal to Charlene and I is personal to me because alcohol affected my life since mm-hmm. the time I was a child mm-hmm. uh, within our family. And in my own life, uh, I was heading, uh, as a young guy, teenagers, heading towards, w- without a doubt in my mind, towards a, a life shipwrecked by alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And and uh, marriage probably wrecked by would, it. Would have been a casualty of that. So it's desperately personal to me, the thought that, that alcohol has any place in my personal life. It doesn't. Uh, I haven't had a drink of alcohol uh, since our honeymoon night, uh, no, it wasn't the night of our wedding, but it was like night oh. three or so mm-hmm. on our honeymoon. The Lord, long story short, just took it out of my life, and I haven't had a drink since. And we were nineteen years old at that time. We're sixty six. Shouldn't now. have been drinking anyway. No, I was, it was that should have given me an idea <laughs> that it was being illegal. Mm-hmm. But 
again, I was heading down that road. I didn't know Christ growing up and, and just drank heavily all the way through, you know, high school and those teenage years. So thankfully the Lord took that out of my life. So no doubt in my mind, this is very personal to me, but beyond that, 46 years or sorry, 42 years of Christian ministry Mm -hmm. in our life, a lot of it in marriage, a lot of it in marriage, we've seen, I I, I can't even, mm -mm. I can't even put a number to it, Mm -mm. but by far, probably the issue that most commonly we have had to deal with married couples that was wrecking them, Mm -hmm. literally wrecking Mm -hmm. them has been alcohol. Yes, it has. And I'm shocked at that. One of the last groups that we did, um, uh, a six-week group, when the couples came and we talked to them, we had about eight couples. Mm -hmm. And out of that eight, I think we were the only ones that didn't have an issue in our marriage at one time or another with alcohol. Some were still dealing with it. You bet. Some had been delivered from it and walking strong with the Lord. Yeah. But... All of them except us, right. and that, and that's only because the Lord dealt with it very right, early, very early in our in our, our, in our yeah. uh, married life, and it was a, it was sobering, right? A uh, fact to listen to these couples share, and, and the ones that were still dealing with it, what it was doing in their marriage, and right. it was it's sad to me, yeah. And, that, we, and we know this just by our experience that as this episode goes out, I would I would venture a guess most. Mm-hmm. Have this question in your life. You're dealing with it. You're trying to figure out where alcohol fits, if it fits at all, in your family life. And we're here to encourage, look, without embarrassment and without hesitation, mm-hmm. we encourage alcohol-free living, period. Mm-hmm. This is this is our message. We, we live alcohol-free. Um, we encourage, I've just seen too much devastation from it to mm-hmm. play with it. I don't think normally it, it is controlled very well. And to be honest with you, after 40, you know, all these four decades of Christian ministry, I've grown weary of Christians defending their um, right or privilege to drink what they want when they want. And and some, we and we and, and a lot of this is because it, we've had to pick up the right. pieces of marriages shattered by alcohol. Well, especially when it's affecting their family. Now, some people can drink alcohol and it has no effect at this time in their family, but with alcohol and with family pressure and world pressure, Mm -hmm. sometimes someone that could drink casually soon drinks more and more and more. And now we have a full blown problem. Yeah. Nobody wakes up and says, I want to become an alcoholic or a drunk, you know, and wreck my family because of it. And even where there's not alcoholism, Mm -hmm. Um, we've seen everything from DUIs that create a job loss that mm-hmm. put a family in financial straits to a wreck happens, and to, it just it goes and and even then the loss of right thinking mm-hmm. um, has led to sinful moments in people's lives mm-hmm. that then like an affair or uh, an indiscretion mm-hmm. that wouldn't have happened without someone being under the influence of alcohol. So let's get to some Bible here, if we could. I I, I don't want to get on a hobby horse here and well I think too I just want to mention before you start this needs to be at least prayed about in your family I, I suppose that's what we're asking right it's it's like Lord you show me is this good for my is it good for me is right. it good for my family is it good for my life is it good for my testimony that's what we advocate right you pray about it and 
and if, be and be, and be obedient, obedient to whatever to what the, the Lord, Lord shows you. Exactly. If you have no conviction, right. then that's great. Right. We say fine. Yeah. But if you do have a hesitation or conviction, it's a good point, hon. Let me let, let's say this: we are we are never going to say because it would be unbiblical to mm-hmm, do so mm-hmm. that having an adult beverage is a sin. Mm-hmm. It's not. No. Can't find it in the Bible. It's not there. The Bible speaks lowly of it and gives great warning mm-hmm. of drinking. Um, alcoholic beverages, but mm-hmm. um, it doesn't condemn it as a sin. Now, drunkenness, being drunk, right. is is sinful. Let me, even our text says it um, again: "Be not drunk mm-hmm. with wine, but instead be filled with the Spirit." There's so much Bible about this. And I don't want to turn this into a Bible study, right? But l- let me just read. I think Proverbs 23 sums up the scriptural attitude so towards I it. Do. So let me read it. It says, who has woe? I mean, Proverbs 23, verse 29. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaints? And who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long at wine. Now, notice it doesn't say who who are drunk. Those who wine or alcohol has a big place in their life. Those who go in search of mixed wine, do not look on wine when it's red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent. This is the biblical attitude towards alcohol. It will bite you. It stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or like one who lies at uh, the top of the mast saying, they have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? And, that, and so it speaks of, the, uh, of, again, an addiction being developed there. But So the attitude is, is, is just a, a great warning. And that warning, dear ones, goes throughout the Bible. In fact, kings and princes were prohibited to drink alcohol. They, they did it. But the word of the Lord instructed them not to because it would pervert their judgment. Mm -hmm. Alter their mind. Right. Elders and deacons in the church um, are not allowed to um, be, quote, given to wine, Paul writes. It it can't be a givenness to wine. doesn't say they can't get drunk. just says they can't be given to wine uh, and hold a place of spiritual oversight and care over the souls of men because again their judgment is can be so easily perverted. So there's there's just this collective biblical attitude about alcohol that again where you, you, where it ends here. Drunkenness is a sin and there is great warning to, towards drinking at all, mm-hmm. towards alcohol at all. And again in our experience over and over and over again We've seen the wisdom of Scripture to to pay off, and where men ignore that warning, it does bite them. We've seen couples bit over and over and over again because of the place of alcohol in their life. Yes, we've seen marriages completely destroyed. They might stay together, right? But their marriage is destroyed, and right. we keep asking, "Is it worth it? Is alcohol in your <laughs> life worth right. losing your family and your marriage?" Right. And every not one person would say yes, sure, but yet. It controls them. Yep. And that's when you know that you're dealing with an alcoholic yep. probably, and it's not as easy as them just stop drinking. Yeah. They need some help there. Any, I think any believing couple that has a casual relationship with mm-hmm. alcohol, and they, bring, they drink casually, 
or socially. If they look back with an honest assessment, they argue differently when they're drinking. They say things they would not say. They do things they would not do. It has an influence. I just, mm-hmm. I just, I, again, I'm over talking to people about this and them defending the right, even to the point where they say, well, doesn't it say it's good for the stomach? I said, okay, yeah, you got ulcers, then I'll give you a glass of wine every couple of days. Hey, no problem, you know, but, but we've just seen something completely different where to be honest, it feels like much of the professing church, you can't tell the difference between they operate the way they operate in regard to alcohol in their life and the world. Right. And there's there's just got to be a separation here. So that's our encouragement. Now, that's been our soapbox. There you have it. That's the negative side of this contrast. Don't be drunk with wine. Now, which tells us, by the way, Paul had to deal with something. Mm -hmm. There was a cultural, within the body of Mm -hmm. Christ, Mm -hmm. 2,000 years ago, Mm -hmm. Paul looked out and he said, this is a problem. Right. That's what we're saying. We're looking out going, dear ones, this is a problem. And, and at least pray about this. If it's slamming around your inner circle, which right. when we talked about, I don't know, weeks, probably three, when alcohol is the thing that's you're arguing about, yep. it's causing issues in your family, um, you're not, you don't feel united as a couple, you don't feel right. like you're going in the same direction, it's a problem. Yeah. And even if someone isn't getting drunk all the time, it's still a problem. If they're out drinking with their friends and they don't come home at night, that's their social time with their friends. And their wife and children are saying, where's dad or where's mom? It's a problem. It's yeah. and you need to call it what it is and stop being in denial. I think that's what we're advocating. Yep. Let's pray about it as a couple and say, where does alcohol have a place in our marriage? Well said. What place do we put it? Put it in the appropriate place. Now that might be in outer space, but it might be okay. Yeah. We can have a glass of wine together on Friday nights. Yeah. One. Yeah. So you just you need as a couple to realize the destructiveness of this of of this issue that we're talking about today. Well and said. at least give it to the Lord. Yeah. Ask him. That's the negative side. That's what right. we're not to do. Let's right. now let's flip over. Let's okay. talk about this awesome side. But mm-hmm. instead, be filled with the spirit. Now the the thing you want to notice here guys, and we love talking about the power and mm-hmm. the ministry of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to guide our married life. Again, marriage is created by God. Uh, we are indwelt by the Spirit, promised to be led by the Spirit of God. He's going to lead us in the everlasting way where uh, we're building marriages that reflect the design right. of God, right? So first thing is to understand that he's saying this to believers. Mm-hmm. So so he's not saying, hey, guys, get saved. Right. He's not saying, don't be drunk with wine in which is excess, but be fi- but but instead be a Christian. Mm-hmm. He's not saying that. He's talking mm-hmm. to Christians saying, don't do this, but instead be filled with the spirit. They're all in other words, they're already sealed by the spirit. Mm-hmm. These are saved people. Mm-hmm. They have the guarantee of the Holy Spirit living in them, like we who are believers do. But he's encouraging these Christians mm-hmm. to be filled with the spirit, which I find interesting. It is interesting. Because there's people that would say, look, once you get saved, the Holy Spirit's done his job. That's the ministry of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is to seal you in salvation. Yeah, that's one of the that's It one is of the, one of the ministries mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. 
there is, uh, in fact, Jesus made it clear that there is another manifestation or work of the Holy Spirit in the Christian life. And that is to lead you and guide you and teach you and instruct you in truth that you might follow him. Uh, he said in John 14, he said, you guys, you guys know the Holy Spirit. I think it's mm -hmm. in verse 17 there. Uh, he's been with you and shall be in you, right? So there's already, we see two works of the Holy Spirit with humankind moving in the heart and then in those who believe. And he said, he's going to come a time where he's going to live in you. But then in what Acts chapter one, verse eight, he says, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. A whole nother experience or a whole nother manifestation or mm -hmm. work of the Holy Spirit is beyond sealing. It's to come upon the believer unto a powerful way of living, right? right. right? So it's really important that we make that point. Mm -hmm. When he says, be filled with the Spirit, he's not saying get saved. Mm -hmm. This was not written to unbelievers. Right. It's written to believers to live in a way that is yielded and surrendered. That's what being filled with the Spirit means. It means to live. That's why it's contrasted with alcohol, dear ones. Right. He's saying be controlled by or influenced by not alcohol or altered states, right. but instead by the ministry of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in your life, which is awesome. It is. To live soberly, I love that word. Because you're because you're prepared at all times for what the Lord might want to be do, doing in your life, what He's calling you to do. Right. If someone calls you and says, "Can you come over here right now?" Because I am we're we're blowing up in our marriage yeah. right now, and we need some counsel. And you've just had you're not sober, you're right, for a reason because you're in for the night, and you know, right. and but you're not sober. You can't even drive over there. Yeah. And you have limits on your life when you don't live a sober life for what the Holy Spirit can use you for. Right. That's what I love it about, is just being pre prepared and ready at all times for what the Lord might call you to do. Right. It's really cool. This language, be filled with the Spirit, mm -hmm. is interesting. It, it, the without making this again a Bible study, mm -hmm. the tense here of the verb be filled is be always being filled. I love that. It's in the present. It, it means the, uh, an action that starts mm -hmm. and doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. Be every day mm -hmm. under this mm -hmm. influence of the Holy Spirit. That's really what he's yeah. advocating in life. And, and that's what we're encouraged to always be. Now, here's the crazy thing. Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would guide us into all truth. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm gonna, that's why I'm going to, it's expedient that I go because I'll leave the helper with you right. and he'll, he'll be doing this. The only way that won't happen, it's like a guarantee, it's a promise that the Holy Spirit is going to guide the mm -hmm, Christian's mm -hmm. life, right? Unless, and the Bible speaks of four different ways that we inhibit the Spirit's work in our life. And, and in regard to marriage, I want to mention all four okay. of these ways. Okay. Number one, he says, we're in 1 Thessalonians 5.19, we're told not to quench the Spirit to throw buckets of water on the things that the Holy Spirit is wanting to ignite and bring alive in mm -hmm. our life. We can actually quench the Holy Spirit again, mm -hmm. according to 1 Thessalonians 5.19. Mm -hmm. In other words, the picture there is the Spirit is igniting things, setting things off in your heart and mind and understanding. And when we disobey or we blow it off or disregard, we are quenching that promised advancing work of the Holy Spirit in our life. As husbands and wives, don't do that. 
you know, as you're saying, I can, t- this, I can see your mind thinking I'm, there. And what I'm are you thinking saying? Thinking of all the times I just quenched, quenched the Holy Spirit in regards to my marriage. I don't say the things that I'm prompted to say, and I just don't say it, or I don't do the things, or I say things that the Holy Spirit's saying, don't say that. Yeah. Yet I do it. Yeah. And sure. Yeah. That's the way we. I hope everybody else inhibit. is getting convicted right now because <laughs> I am. <laughs> so number one, don't quench the mm-hmm. spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two, don't grieve the spirit. Mm-hmm. We find that in Ephesians chapter four, verse thirty, that we actually can grieve the Holy Spirit. And what does that mean? Just grieve the Holy oh, Spirit. Oh well, what does it mean when we're grieved? Oh, you're just saddened. Saddened. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We can grieve the Holy Spirit, which again inhibits that that work. Mm-hmm. Number three, don't resist the Holy Spirit. We find that in Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Another way of inhibiting the working of the Holy Spirit in your life, guiding you as a husband, guys, please listen, as a wife, is by resisting. You're bowing your neck. You Even, even today, us talking about alcohol, mm-hmm. I know that there's some that will hear this and em- your immediate response is to resist what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Because but you, you, it's like, I've got the right to do this. It's not a sin. It's not a sin to have that no. beverage. We'll never say that it is, Mm-mm. but it will give you red eyes. It's going to give you contentions. It's going to make you say things you wouldn't say, do things you wouldn't do. Exactly like that proverb said. That's what we can promise you. It will do. So this this resistance to the things that the Holy Spirit is guiding in the Christian life, it just inhibits His work. So. Don't quench, don't grieve, don't resist. And then there's this last one. It's really interesting. It's out of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29. And it talks about insulting the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that can be done just by unbelief. Right. He's actually talking to unbelievers there in that passage in Hebrews 10. And it's it's really uh, addressing, I just don't believe. Right. I, I don't believe God wants to do this. I don't believe mm-hmm. God can do this. It's just a complete lack of faith or uh, belief in the powerful work of God. So there's those four things that, that we're to guard against, quenching the Holy Spirit, grieving the Holy Spirit, resisting the Holy Spirit when He's moving in our life, and insulting the Holy Spirit. So if we will not do those things, if, the, if, if our posture will be to readily submit mm-hmm. and yield, humbly yield to the Holy Spirit, dear ones, there's no telling this powerful work of the Spirit of God that will go on in your life, both as a husband and a wife. Right. A husband and wife in unity, not quenching, grieving, resisting, or insulting the Spirit. Look, trust me, guys, God's going to do powerful stuff in your married life. Exactly. In, in you individually, and then as a couple. If you have two people that are wanting this kind of Spirit-filled life. Yeah. Oh, it gets exciting. Uh, it it's amazing what God can do and, yeah. and how many lives that He can touch through you and through your marriage. And Amen. that's, I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to it because you want God in your life. Right. You want to have a marriage that reflects what the marriage that God intended us to have. Right we, on. We, we crave that. And I think that if you're listening, then you want to live this Spirit-filled life. And it it comes by asking. Yep. It just comes by asking so and this, being humble, like you said. This fifth Kickstarter has mm-hmm. a negative and a positive. The negative mm-hmm. address is don't be drunk with wine. And we're going to let the Lord have that. And 
we shared our perspective on it, the biblical perspective. Uh, again, drunkenness being sin, no getting around that. Number right. two, that even even casual drinking carries this weighty warning throughout the whole mm -hmm. Bible. Uh, all that said, again, we advocate clearly an alcohol-free living. We just do. Um, and then, but the positive here is what he's getting at is instead of that, other things influencing you, including alcohol, live every day under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Right. Luke 11, uh, there's a beautiful passage where Jesus talking about the Father says, the Father knows how to give the Holy Spirit to all who mm -hmm. ask. How do you receive this work of the Spirit in your, mm -hmm. you just ask. Mm -hmm. Just get before the Lord. Say, Lord, cause me to yield. Give me a yielded, tender heart towards all that the Spirit of God would want to do in right. my life. Right. If husbands and wives would do that, there is just absolutely no telling how every sphere of your life mm -hmm. would be radically changing mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yep. All right. It's a process. There you have it. That's our fifth Kickstarter. Be filled with the Spirit. It's a journey. Don't be under the influence of other things, particularly alcohol. Instead, gang, be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. All right. Hey, it was great being with you. You doing good, babe? I'm doing great. This one was fun. It is fun. Yeah. It is fun. All right. God bless you guys. Until next time, we can't be, wait to be with you again here on Marriage Matters with Ken and Shark. God bless you. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.